Hey, and welcome back to Sunday Replay. My name is Jace, and we're so glad that you're able to join us for this episode of the podcast. Now, if you were with us last week, you might have noticed that Pastor Mark was out, and he was actually on a well-deserved vacation. But we're so glad that he is back with us this week to share the next installment of our Winter Breathe series. And this week's reflection is entitled Breathing Through It All, and it talks about breathing, breathing in the spirit, breathing through God when things are tough. And in preparing for today's podcast, I was thinking about this uh, this reflection and the passage of the Bible that goes with it because um, my computer has crashed eight different times today. I was so frazzled and I was like, we're literally talking about breathing through the challenges that life throws at us. And a crashing computer is pretty small in the grand scheme of things compared to what could be happening in life. But it's just a reminder that we need to breathe through it all. So here's Mark with the next installment of Breathe. Well, good morning, everyone. Those here in person, those online, hello, and those listening to the Sunday Replay podcast. As I've been stating at the beginning of uh, my messages each week during this current sermon series, let us breathe. Let us center ourselves in breathing in the truth uh, by refreshing our spirits by the affirming and loving words of God. Breathe out prayer. Yes, our, uh, releasing that stress that we may be having with calming breath-oriented prayers, and let us breathe deeply of God's love and mercy, discovering why and how every breath can be an invitation to peace. Harmony Faith community, let us breathe in the Spirit together. Amen? All right. So, today, the message, Breathing Through It All, incorporates a well-known and significant uh, biblical passage. It's from the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 37, verses 1 through 14, and it was, as you heard that story, and it was read earlier, did you find it to be powerful? Did you find power behind those words? I did. And what about that descriptive imagery? Did your imagination just take off? Man, I found it to be so vivid. And the beauty of this text, the beauty of this text is that's not all. Contained within the prophetic uh, vision. There are profound theological and, and symbolic meanings that resonate, and I'd say even to your very bones, down to your bones, going back in time to when it was written in, in the 6th century BCE, and that's by the prophet Ezekiel, but also it resonates even to this day. This story, my friends, this story is yet another wonderful example of how the Bible is the living Word of God. Now, before I do a deep dive into this message, I'd like to start off with a dad joke. Are you good? You good with a dad joke? All right, so here goes. What did the dry bones say to Ezekiel? Hey, prophet, can you give us a hand? We're feeling a bit disjointed here. But a touch. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Tommy, you can use that one later. All right, so <laughs> all right, so this morning I'm going to share a couple of travel stories with you related to today's breathe theme and the Centering Scripture passage. Now, one now and one later. So my first story is when I traveled to Peru in May of 2018, and it was a phenomenal trip, and I definitely want to go back there. 
And what you see on the TV monitor is a picture from the Catacumbas de Lima, uh, and that's the catacombs of Lima that were built under the Basilica and Convent of San Francisco, and it is now currently and has been functioning as a museum. Well, it is said that the catacombs were an old cemetery that operated as such until 1810. It is estimated that it was at that time there were 70,000 individuals that had been housed there. 70,000. And you can see in the picture that that's a good number of bones, but it's certainly not 70,000 people that have been arranged in a rather artistic fashion. Well, <clears throat> I remember the guide taking me through the ossuary of this Franciscan church, and, and numerous visitors have been there and seen this through the years to view these piles of bones, the skulls, the arm and the leg bones, in a good-sized room, it was a good-sized room, whose lighting, it gave a golden glow on the remains. Well, this space, as you can imagine, it's quite impressive. Yet, it was so impersonal, looking upon these long-deceased persons who were nameless in a room full of dry bones, realizing, you know what? They weren't that way long ago, which takes me back to Ezekiel 37. In verse 1, the scene takes place with Ezekiel. He's transported by the Spirit of the Lord to the valley. God grabbed me, and God's Spirit took me up. Well, this is clearly a prophetic vision, a visual metaphor in which the Holy One leads the prophet and priest Ezekiel through and around thousands upon thousands of human bones. Now, just for a moment, just for a moment, how do you visualize this valley? How do you visualize this valley? The valley of dry bones. When I was thinking about it, I, I saw desolation. Nothing's living there. It's a place beyond hope. And the people of this valley, they're nothing but dry bones. It's brittle disjointed, dead to the world, lifeless. Well, in verse 3, Yahweh asks Ezekiel a question, and he says, can these bones live? Well, if you notice the priest, if you listen to Tommy and you notice the priest, the priest didn't offer a definitive answer. He says, oh, well, only you know that, right? And I think underneath that is like, because I certainly don't. And if God asked me that question, I think I would have stared at those dry bones as well to try and drum up a response. Well, the Holy One, well, the Holy One orders Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones, as if they had ears to hear, declaring a message of divine intervention. And what happens? The bones are remembered. Sinews and flesh then cover them. However, something's missing. Something's lacking here, and that something that's lacking here is life, the need for God's life-giving breath. And then comes a seventh, second prophecy, the breath of life to come on these bodies. And with that breath from God, then comes a large and impressive force that stands before Ezekiel. 
And then it's in verses 11 through 14 when, aha, wow, okay, got some clarity coming now. These bones are actually the whole house of Israel. Okay, these are people in exile in a foreign land who will have been there for 70 years. 70 years. And that's known as the Babylonian exile. And just think about what effect that had on them. 70 years in exile. I mean, come on. Their morale? What about their physical and and, uh, mental health and their emotional state of being? Their spiritual well-being? These people were under a crisis of faith. Jerusalem. Think about it. Jerusalem. The temple. Their homes. Their lands. Their properties. Its people. They're all destroyed. It's torn asunder. And they're also, many of the, of the exiled Judeans, they were assuming that their deity, their deity, well, it had been defeated by a stronger deity that was from Babylon. They were lamenting that their bones were dried up. Their hope is gone, gone, gone. But does the divine creator of us all leave them in their graves of hopelessness? No. The God of resurrection says... I'll dig up your graves and bring you out alive, O my people, and then I'm going to take you straight to the land of Israel. And then you're going to realize that I am God, the great I am. Well, here in the third prophecy, Ezekiel prophesizes hope about revival and restoration, about a glorious future as the redeemed redeemed kingdom of God. Nonetheless, I don't want to make a mistake about this. It is God doing the work. You got it? It is God doing the work. It is God who has the no-limits power of resurrection, whose ruach, breath, spirit, brings new life into these dry bones. It is through the breath of a fellow exile, the prophet Ezekiel, that God accomplishes these things, for indeed the exiles did return to their homeland from Babylon with the revived people knowing and acknowledging who Yahweh is and will be forever. Amen? All right, I want to make one last point here in this part of my message that we see within these 14 verses. God promises 10 times to do something about the dry bones. I will cause breath to enter into you. Ten times God promises to bring life and wholeness. Ten times God promises return and homecoming. Ten times God promises that the dry bones of this valley are not our final reality. You think the number ten is by happenstance? No. The ten, number ten signifies perfection. The number ten signifies completion symbolizing the end of a cycle and the promise of new beginnings. And from the beginning to the middle to the end, God says, you shall live. You shall live. And this, friends, is the river of assurance that flows through the valley of dry bones. All right, any Sesame Street fans here? Oh, wow, oh, wow, yes. Anyone a fan of a furry red Muppet named Elmo? Yeah? 
Well, something interesting happened this week, and typically when you're asked the question, how you doing? Now, I, I know this one because Juan and I have talked about this before, because the typical response is, eh, I'm okay, I'm fine, everything's good, and that's the general statement. But I, we all found out this week in social media posts uh, by Elmo that the responses weren't typical. Elmo's kind-hearted check-in with, how's everybody doing? Received quite a number of replies, making it pretty clear that people aren't doing fine, that people aren't okay. The responses included concerns about the grinding war in Ukraine, a potential famine in Gaza, the endless drumbeat of the mass shootings in the U.S., young adults struggling with anxiety and depression, an area of personal and relationship problems, being tired, being broke, unsure, how am I going to be able to improve things, feeling disconnected from others. In other words, folks admitted they are facing their own personal valley of dry bones. When the unburdening of ourselves to a fuzzy puppet, Elmo's check-in question also led to some heartwarming conversations about emotional health, and this outpouring caused other members of the Sesame Street gang to chime in. Big Bird, Cookie Monster, and others, even Oscar the Grouch, each willing to offer their own fuzzy listening ears to anyone who needed to talk. Well, two days after initial post, the furry red Muppet posted on his Instagram account with, wow. Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo loves you. Friends, life, <laughs> life has a way of draining us, making us feel defeated and abandoned. There are so many people who are emotionally exhausted. They are dealing with inadequate rest, overcommitted, overwhelmed by the influx of information and this constant barrage of, of connectivity in this digital age. We have fallen into a societal trap that it's our own strength that is going to get us through the valley of the dry bones. What does the Bible tell us, though? Like what we learned in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. That it is not about our strength. Mm -mm. It's about God's strength. That even when we feel defeated, it is the Lord who's going to carry us and will carry us and does carry us through. That is the, it is the same God who breathed in life into those very dry bones who is breathing life into us today. <coughs> well, faith community, as Elmo showed us this week, check-ins are so important that God works through others to carry us through some of the most difficult moments in our lives. And guess what? You know, typically we're going to carry all those burdens and just we feel like we have to put them on our shoulders. But you see, others want to help bury that, bear that weight that we're carrying. They want to help us breathe. Well, <clears throat> we're not only in need of a check-in, we're also in need of a spiritual recharge. And I got you some good news. You ready? The good news is that God's Spirit is the ultimate recharge station, which is open 24-7. And God reminds us, I will cause breath to enter you. 
I will breathe my life into you and you will live. Do you believe it? Well, the breath of God often symbolized in Scripture as the Holy Spirit provides the renewal and strength required to face challenges, overcome defeats, and find hope. And just as Yahweh guided Ezekiel, the Holy Spirit guides us, offering us wisdom and strength. The Creator's love is the oxygen that revives our spirit, giving us the power to face each and every day with renewed hope and promise. And ways in which we can be spiritually recharged, benefiting from the breath of God, they are things like prayer and meditation, seeking moments of stillness to listen to the Lord's guidance and feel the presence of God, to read and reflect on Scripture for wisdom and guidance and inspiration participating in small groups or studies, attending worship, volunteering, spending time in nature to appreciate the beauty and wonder of God's creation, going on a retreat or traveling so you can be renewed. Now, I mentioned that last one, traveling so you can be renewed, which I recently did. Just last week, I spent a week in London, England, which is my go-to comfort place where I can breathe and where my spirit is always revived. As I was telling Jonathan, I lived there for six months, and I've been numerous times. But I want you to know it's not just about the place. It's also, for me, about connecting with God wherever I go. And connecting with God, who is our divine touchstone, this then leads to some other interesting connections. Like the one that I made by chance, or really was it by chance? Hmm. With Jolly Grossnold. And this happened over lunch. Now, this is a young man who's exploring his call for ordination in the Anglican Church. And currently, he's the pastoral assistant at the affirming St. Martin in the Fields in London, and we didn't know each other. I just happened to be there for an afternoon prayer uh, time, and it was only maybe like 20 minutes. Well, and that's how our paths crossed. Uh, but then came lunch, and I went down to the cafe, and there's, uh, there's Jolly sitting there, and I decided, well, I'm going to ask to see if he's okay if I sit at the table with him and, you know, have lunch. And he said, sure. And then we had the most delightful conversation about ministry and the creative arts, and I, I am hoping that I get to include Jolly in a future episode on the Harmony Podcast Network because you will love to hear this young man's perspective on life and faith. And that connection, just for one hour, added to the renewal of my spirit, recharging me, knowing that God was in that moment breathing through it all. What also brings me breath when I'm in London is attending plays in the West End, of which I was able to see four productions on this trip, as well as hear the London Philharmonic in concert. Ooh. What stood out for me, though, in particular, tying into today's message, was a brand new musical, The Little 
big things, tying in today's message with, and so, and it's, it's based, this musical is based on a memoir by Henry Fraser. And now, is it the greatest musical ever written? No. However, you know what? All things don't have to be the greatest to touch your heart and to renew your spirit. Well, this musical focuses on this young, promising rugby player, Henry Fraser, at the age of 17 years old. This young man is on the precipice of big things. But then a freak accident happens when he's swimming in the ocean and he is left paralyzed from the shoulders down. His whole life, everything that he had before him, and the life of his family is turned upside down. When I was reflecting on this musical and writing my sermon and what Henry faced, and and this is a life-altering event, it bears some resemblance to the themes that are in Ezekiel 37. Here's a young man, a youngster. He's just a teenager, 17 years old, whose accident is comparable to the desolation and despair that's represented there in the dry, by the dry bones in, this, in Ezekiel's vision. The situation is so dramatic that it appears defeat and loss are inevitable, that Henry will no longer has life. If you think about it, in a way he doesn't at least the life he once had. Well, while the prophet Ezekiel experiences the divine intervention of God's breath bringing life to the dry bones, Henry's story can be seen as a manifestation of resilience with a determination to breathe life into his own set of circumstances. And that, my friends, is what Henry did. By doing so, along with his family who helped him while in this valley, helping carry his burdens with him, he emerged as an individual of inspiration, one who uses art and words to motivate and encourage others. His art, speeches, and overall look on life help others to find strength and purpose and joy despite challenging circumstances. And while it may not be a perfect parallel to today's scripture passage, Henry's journey embodies the spirit of overcoming. His ability to breathe new life into dry bones aligns with the transformative power that is depicted in Ezekiel's vision. So coming to a close in this morning's message, like Ezekiel The hands of God of resurrection have been set upon us. A God who specializes in breathing life into the driest of bones. And as an affirming faith community, we are called to be the voices that speak life into the desolate places of this world. We are called to be the voice of boldness, unyielding and prophetic declaring a season of liberation and restoration. And what is the catalyst for transformation to get us through it all? The breath of God. It is the divine wind that sweeps through the valley, reanimating what was lifeless. It is the living testimony to the transformative power of God who breathes life into our very weary souls. For it is the Lord's presence 
that we find the strength to rise, the grace to endure, and the renewal of life. Friends, let us breathe in the truth of the word. Let us breathe out prayer, and let us breathe deeply of God's love and mercy. Amen. Amen. It's time for the Sunday Replay Halftime Show, where every week we share a few opportunities to engage with the faith community. I wanted to let you know that this month, the Inner Harmony Meditation Gathering that we usually have at Harmony during the week has been canceled for the month of February. You can still join us in March for the next gathering, but until then, we encourage you to check out Inner Harmony on the Harmony Podcast Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can catch two new reflections in the month of February there, as well well as our back catalog of reflections from this year. So be sure to give that a listen as we prepare for the March in our Harmony Gathering. I also wanted to share that we're kicking off the Lent season on Ash Wednesday coming up on February 14th at 7 p.m. at the Hollywood campus. We will be gathering for a reflective service at 7 p.m. and that's in person only. We won't be live streaming this event this year. You can also join us for dinner at the Hollywood campus at 6 p.m. that same day. If you have any questions about Inner Harmony, you can contact our meditation ministry director, Reverend Jefferson, and his email is Jefferson, J-E-F-F-E-R-S-O-N at hollywoodumc.org. And if you have any questions or want to learn more about Ash Wednesday, you can contact Senior Pastor Reverend Kathy and her email is Rev, R-E-V, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y at hollywoodumc.org. Be sure to join us this week on the Harmony Podcast Network for a new episode of Inner Harmony coming out on Wednesday. Now for the second half of this episode of Sunday Replay, the Harmony Worship Band has prepared a short worship segment for us. And we're going to be sharing these shorter worship segments on the first podcast following the first Sunday of every month. And then we'll share a longer worship segment following the fourth Sunday of the month. And on the other weeks, we have some other exciting different segments prepared for you for 2024. And we'll share more about those as they come. So here is the worship band. And I have heard a sound coming on the wind and changing hearts and minds and healing brokenness. I fear generation breaking through despair. I hear generation full of faith declare, and our song it will be, yeah. And out of the darkness we will rise and say, come on, sing this, say he is faithful and he is glorious and he is Jesus and all my hope is in him. He is kingdom and he is healing right now. He is hope and joy and love and peace and life. Oh, 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 oh. 
have seen a light like the break of dawn giving blind men sight letting lame men walk i see a generation with resurrection life we are that generation filled with the power of christ yeah. and our song this will be and out of the darkness we will rise and say sing this say he is faithful and he is glorious and he is jesus and all my hope is in him he is freedom and he is healing right now he is hope and joy and love and peace and life yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 oh lord we love you yeah and oh Before we go, I wanted to encourage you to pick up a Bible this week and check out a passage from the book of Ezekiel that Pastor Mark was teaching from in today's reflection. And that passage is Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. It can be a complicated passage to read, and if you are unsure what you're reading or you want to talk about it further, I'd encourage you to reach out to me. I'm happy to chat with you. My contact information is in the show notes, or I can connect you with Pastor Mark. We'd love to chat through with you what that passage means and how we can tie it back to breathing through it all. But for now, I just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Sunday Replay. Our guests this week were Pastor Mark Stevenson and the Harmony Worship Band. This episode was produced by Donna Miller and hosted by me, Jace Lucas. Sunday Replay is a part of the Harmony Podcast Network from Harmony Toluca Lake, a campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Harmony Toluca Lake on either of those platforms and we'd love to connect. We'd appreciate it if you could like, rate, comment, subscribe, and download this episode wherever you're listening. And we hope you'll join us next week for the final installment of the Breathe series. Until then, as Pastor Mark always likes to say, peace.